What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your man's Mr. Dominic Cruz featured on ABC, NBC, CBS, Yahoo, and Fox coming at you with another episode. Got to move on with Mr. Dominic Cruz. Now, I hope you guys liked the last episode. You guys are in for a treat for this one. And, you know, obviously, if you are somewhere where you can follow this podcast where you can and you always get updated about another episode yes another one another one <laughs> um you know you'd be the first one to know so don't forget to hit the follow button wherever you are listening to but i have had a very special guest uh well i have a very special guest excuse me and uh you know let me just say it real quick comes to you know meeting people you never know who you're going to meet and, you know, obviously you, you, you meet people with a great story. You meet people that just really, you just good vibes with. And, you know, about this individual, she is an independent stylist. And about her, this independent stylist, this independent stylist has gone from tragedy, tragedy to triumph. Ladies and gentlemen, Fiorella Castro. How you doing, Fiorella? Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course, of course. Do you prefer Fior or Fiorella? Does it matter um, or doesn't? So everybody calls me Fio because a lot of people have a hard time saying my full name. So I just made it easy and said, just call me Fio. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, you know, I just wanted to make sure, you know, I said it right at least. You know, oh, yeah. I, you, I was going to say, but you actually, <laughs> I was going to actually add that to like, you've actually done a really good job. Not even just saying my name correctly, but you even added the accent like Fiorella. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't, I don't know if my my listeners know that I'm Dominican, but um, now they know. <laughs> um, so tell, so tell us, uh, Theo, like, how long have you been an independent stylist? What was that? Sorry, you cut off. How long have you been an independent stylist? Oh, so I went independent doing hair in 2017. So it'll be four years this year. Wow. And yeah. wait, did you just like decide it or did something happen? Like, you know, to, oh, like, yeah. it was, <laughs> it was one of those years that honestly, I, I guess you could say the coming to Jesus came to me and um, so 2017 was a pivotal year for me, for sure. Um, my father, who I come from a very, very family oriented family, like my dad was my best friend. Um, okay. and so for the holidays, like what my family does is we always spend it together. I'm, I'm sure, you know, as a Latin person, like that's what we do. Noche buena, all that, like we're always together. Yep. So, <laughs> So um, my father wasn't feeling well the Christmas uh, before 2017 began. And um, I told him, my mom, I said, you know what, you guys go where you guys live. So they live about five hours away from me. Um, And so I said, go to where you guys live to be close to your doctors. God forbid something's wrong. So long story short, New Year's Eve, my mom takes him to the ER. They somehow found out that my dad had. Okay. Oh, I think I lost you. Yeah, are we there? You hear me? Yep, we're here. here. Okay, so um, my father, uh, long story short, they found out he had cancer. And um, within, I'm not kidding, four hours, it's almost like he 
it sounds weird when I say this, but it sounds like, like for us, how we look at it is like he chose this. Like within four hours, he had a heart attack, a stroke, and a brain aneurysm, and he passed away. And wow. he was, yeah, and he's a man who he was, he had his own commercial painting company in Manhattan. And he comes from Colombia. Like my father is like a legit, like um, American dream. Like he flew from Colombia uh, to Mexico, jumped the border, somehow got a citizenship, became a, a business owner in New York and had that that business and retired with living the American dream. So he was forcing me like, do your own thing, do your own thing, do your own thing. So like once I had the chance, like once I saw what happened, obviously I was like, you know what, this is for, this is for him. So ever since then, like, I, I swear he like my angel, like my. Oh, did I lose you again? There we go. That, yeah, sorry. No. <laughs> my, my, my business was so successful. Like that first year, it went so well. It was amazing. Wow, 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 wow. So you definitely, um, you definitely had gone through something that, you know, changed, that altered everything that changed your life. Oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, that's not, it's not easy to overcome that kind of stuff because, you know, uh, you know, it takes a lot of us, um, it takes a lot emotionally and, you know, we question, you know, life, we question, you know, the world, there's just so many things that just come to mind and, you know, what's our purpose and stuff like that. But um, what are some of the ways that you felt like helped you overcome this whole thing, you know, because I mean, we all have our different, we all have like our different ways of doing it, but I don't know, maybe somebody that's going through something similar or like, you know, or perhaps someone's going through like something smaller. I mean, just to, to, depends on how they handling it and stuff like that. What are the, some of the things that worked for you? So one of the most important things that I absolutely tell everyone is your mindset. Your mindset is everything. Like, where your thoughts go, your energy flows. So whatever you have on your mind and however you think of yourself or your situation is what's going to happen. So one important... Explain that. Sorry. So like, for instance, like, how can I say this? Like, if I had started that business, so I pretty much was working in a salon and I started the business on a whim because I was like, you know what? I need to do something for myself. So I started my business by myself on my whim. And if I would have had the mindset that I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail. I'm going to have to go back to a salon. Like if I would have just dug my own grave in my mindset, I would have just, I would have failed because I would not, I wouldn't know how to do better. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have set myself up with my mind to get myself to that better point of view, you know? Okay. So I actually had like, I went to the dollar store and I bought like, like a dollar composition notebook and I wrote in it every day that my business fully allows me to, to support myself. I make X amount of dollars this year. Like I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like I was writing almost like affirming what I'm going to do or what I am doing. Okay. And and what's crazy is, um, I, I started my business, yes, in 2017. And so a year after opening my business, I my, I my goal was to hit six figures in my own business. And I hit it in a year. Woo-wee! Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna <laughs> that right there. You know, it's really interesting how, you know, we, we it, it, I'm so glad you touched up on that whole thing because it's like, you know, there's so many, it, it 
I, I don't like experiencing, you know, um, you know, those emotional hurt, those things that hurt us emotionally and it's yep. just hard to recover from. But there's so much gold experiencing those things because, you know, you're, you, you channel that energy and you say, no, I'm going to use this energy to become even more successful. And that's oh, yeah. what's exists. And, and, and then you made a six-figure business to where it's like, you know, if you can do that, you can overcome anything. And, you know, I'm pretty sure anybody who is listening to this, I mean, that's either experiencing the same thing or or something that's like little, like oh, a breakup. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, I was actually going to say, if you want to add to my tragic 2017, um, I what's crazy is that year, like I just I hate that year. Like, I don't know how everyone hates 2020. I hate 2017. <laughs> so um, I, have a similar, I had a similar feeling. I have a similar feeling to towards the 2016. Mm. So I'm, Just so I'm like, sure you get it. Yeah, sure. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like you have that one thing that you're like, ah, oh, you know, F that year. I don't like it. <laughs> so I actually was with, I was in a relationship with a guy who I swore was like going to be the love of my life, you know, and I, um, what's crazy is this weird thing happened where he just wasn't acting the same. And I'm, I mean, I don't, I can't, I, I don't know if this goes for everybody, but I feel like, especially the Latin woman, like, I feel like we're just very intuitive. Um, and there was just something that was like, like hitting me in the gut. So they saying to me, like, something's wrong, like ask him. And I'm a very upfront woman. Like, I'm not like most women. Like I'm the kind of woman that's like, if something's wrong, I'm gonna let you know, like, Hey, what's up? Like you're acting like this, like what's clear it out before it gets worse. You know, that's great to hear. Cause honestly, a lot of people still need to learn that lesson. Just talk, just say, it doesn't matter yes. how it sounds. Just talk about it. Yeah. Like, just tell me what's up, you know? So, um, long story short, this guy, he dragged me out in what we could say, like I had never been cheated on and he cheated on me bad, like heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, so I, he lied to me all these times, like pretty much from, I guess what's crazy is when I tell you how I found out, it's going to be even more weird, but, um, I went to, so in 2017, I went to Dominican Republic with him to see my friend get married. And the first night we were there, my friends, we went to the, the wedding was for my friends. So like everyone knew him. It's just, you know, it's more like they're my crowd, you know? So my friends were saying like, yo, tell your man to get off the phone, you know? So I was telling him, like, what do you do on the phone? We're in Dominican Republic, you know? So that night he fell asleep and I did the curious girl thing and I checked his phone. Ooh. Yeah. And that's where I saw, that's where I saw what I didn't want to see. So um, I pretty much, I don't know how the strength in me, where this came from, because I feel like if I was anywhere else, I would have gone crazier. But I pretty much told him, like, we're here for a wedding and we're not leaving for another few days. Like, let's play face until we leave and we'll figure this shit out when we get home. And we pretty much pretended until we left. And yeah. when we got yeah. home, we. Yeah, when we good. got home. I'm sorry. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut that off. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. Yeah. So we pretended until we got home. And then when we got home, that's when we pretty much like split our apartment. We actually had just resigned a lease to our apartment, all that good stuff, all that crazy stuff. And, um, about a month later, so he slept in the living room and I was sleeping in the bedroom and about a month later. So 
like I said earlier, my dad was like my best friend. So I have this thing where like, I pray to God, but now I also pray to God and my dad. Like if I have a question, I'm like, dad, what's up? Like, tell me what's going on, you know? Um, so I was telling, I literally remember looking at the ceiling one day, crying hysterical and thinking like, dad, like, just show me a sign. Because at this time too, after finding out that he was cheating on me, like he was almost still trying to like, what you could say, gaslight me to make it seem like he wasn't. Okay. And I don't know how the girl got my number, but she did. And she said like, Hey, I think we need to meet. I need to talk to you. And I was like, who the hell? I was like, who the hell are you? Ooh. All right. So, yeah. So I ended up meeting up with her and she's literally like, I looked at her and I, I had to ask her how old she was. Cause that's how young she looked. And I was a little concerned. So I was like, how old are you? And she said that she had just turned 19. And I was like, okay, mind you at this time, him and I are both like 31, 32. Okay. Um, you could just looking at her, like, she just looks super juvenile. I'm like, you need help. <laughs> um, so she starts <laughs> to tell me that she met him in uh, November of the previous year. So in 2016. And then um, she said, if you want to ask me anything, ask me anything you want to know. And the only thing, the obvious that I want to know, like, did you guys sleep together? And she said, yes, we have pretty much saying like many times. I'm like, okay, that's, I just want to know if you did. That's it. And then she, I asked, well, where, where would, like, did you ever do it in my home? And she said, yes, but only once. And this is where it gets messed up. I said, when were you in my home? And she said, the only time I can remember was in January. And that's where I wanted to throw up because the only time I wasn't home in January was when I left to go pretty much bury my father. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. So that's, yeah. Exactly. Uh, that, that, uh, you know, I, I, that, that's, um, damn, that was pretty low. That, that's pretty damn low. But, you know, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's, it's low to cheat, but it's even lower to go that route with yeah. that with, with the whole thing when, you know, some, it, the man should have been there with you at the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you know what? When you said that you guys weren't doing it public and you found out, it was, I, I, I can imagine. I, I, I can imagine like how that must have felt because, you know, to, to, to fake it that you guys were cool, oh, that man. must have been really hard. Oh, yeah. I was, I was a blubbering mess. Like I was crying so much. And the thing was, the only thing that not necessarily it helped. So my friend who got married, um, he, him and I have like, um, I don't really, well, we kind of have an understanding with each other because he lost his mom and I lost my dad. And so like, he was upset and I knew his mom. So like, it was sad because she wasn't at the wedding. So like, he was crying the whole time. So I was kind of making it like an added excuse. Like, oh, I'm only crying because Judy's not here, you know? When in reality, like it was twice that, but also like my man who's sitting next to me, I just found out he cheated on me. So it was just a mess. And it was, I never felt like, like it was probably the first time in my life other than when my dad passed away that I could literally feel like my throat was in my stomach. Like I just want, I like, I wanted to puke it up like all day. Yeah. Ooh, I know that feeling. I know that feeling when it feels like, like when you know something, you don't want something to happen. You don't want something and you don't want it to be true, but nope. you know, it's true. And it's just yep. eating you up every single day. Yep. I mean, that's one of like those crazy feelings that I just, 
I, I don't like it because it's like, am I lying to myself by staying here? Like, what's going on? Yep. Like, just riding these waves of emotional roller coasters is just too intense. And I know there's a lot of listeners that, you know, have probably experienced this or in, 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 in <laughs> They'll probably be like, yup, yo. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. And you know, have like before you I'm 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 now I'm the kind of guy that says like, you know, have you always had the suspicion that he was cheating on you to because um you know there because you know for then that that's kind of what triggered like those those emotions that like build up and build up it kind of like made you curious to go you know I got to check this dude's phone because he's acting weird Mm. yeah so I so I am somebody who like growing up like my friends were always like I always had guy friends like I don't know why like I'm just that girl who like gets along better with men so like I almost hear the advice to be more upfront and like not like so suspicious and not be so untrusting So I have, but I have the girlfriends now that I'm older that are what I like to call the Magnum PIs where they literally will like, I mean, anything you need to know, they're going to unravel it somehow and search and find out whatever answers you need. So when I would go to the friends and tell them like this weird thing happened, they'd be like, girl, like something's wrong. Like you better check him out, check his phone, check this, check that. I'm like, no, 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 it's not like that. You know, like I was getting, I had the subliminal suspicion almost because my friends were telling me to have it. But it wasn't there until, like, I just had this one feeling when we were in DR that, Um. like, we're on vacation. Why are you on your phone? You know? Like, that was my mindset. Like, we're here partying and having a good time on vacation. Like, why must you be on your phone? Like, the last thing I thought about was even having my phone, you know? So that was, like, my weird thing. Like, okay, we're on vacation and you're on your cell phone, like, 50 feet away from me. Like, what's up? You know? Being so addicted to your cell phone, especially with the whole social media. Because I know Twitter was popping back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. True, true. You're right, you're right. But, 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 yeah, to be on your phone all the time, especially on, on vacation. Because I know that I had that issue where I was, like, so addicted to my phone. And I was really addicted to social media. Like, I was just, like, I was so in tune, like, what was going on Twitter. Nowadays, it's really calmed down. Um, but I was – but. But really, like being so addicted and, you know, letting go of that whole thing when I was like in DR, because I remember I went to DR as well. You know, I, I, I literally did not check my phone as much. And because I, I was dating this girl and I didn't I wasn't able to talk to her as much. Um, but uh, I, I, I can to be addicted, especially when you're <laughs> when you're on vacation. I mean, it's one thing, but to do it in more and more and more and more, especially on vacation, it does kind of bring some alarming uh, bells. Yeah. And I wanted to, and, and you mentioned about Magnum PIs, like your friends like Magnum <laughs> PIs. Yes. Like, I'm like, damn, it sounds like she got her own personal, uh, she got her Inspector Gadgets. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do you, do they do you do the same thing for them as well? No, no, that's the thing. I don't see. I um, I'm very blessed. My sister is a life coach, and she is somebody who like 
we don't literally try to find like the subliminal we try to see like what's truly happening emotionally you know that's future past or present kind of thing so like i i'm if anything like my friends come to me because they know i can read through the bullshit better instead of having to actually do research if that makes sense yeah 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 definitely not because and you know there's there's some there's some girls that have friends that just they'll they'll do just exactly that but it's more like <laughs> it's more like uh it's always going to be more negative than positive and they're like try, it, it won't it's like they're not really going to help their friend it's just more like nah this is dismiss this this is dismiss this uh oh, yeah. you, you, know I'm, you know what i'm saying like those jealous type friends oh yeah oh yeah see i um i have learned in my years to release those kind of people mhm because like you said, like that jealous kind of friend or just the person who isn't fixed, like, or the person who hasn't done the work to fix themselves, they're just going to put their hurt on other people. Like hurt people hurt, you know? Yeah. And whether the hurt is from 20 years ago or from 20 minutes ago, it's still going to hurt. So it, it's just going to continue and drag on. Yeah. No. And honestly, when you mentioned hurt people, hurt people, I mean, you know, I always look at the benefits of something bad <laughs> when it's done to you. And then I just look at the, and I guess it's like just my perspective oh, because yeah. my perspective is like, if I get hurt, I'm going to try to, I'm going to use that hurt to fuel myself to, you know, be better, you know, to, and, and, and that's exactly what I did. I, I went through one of like those uh, traumatic experiences. Well, well, it wasn't like, it was an off and on relationship and stuff like that, but it was more like, Bro, this 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 emotionally got me hella bent. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know what to do. But I knew there was one thing that always triggered me. And it triggered me to be, you know, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be better. I, I I might feel that I want this person back. I might feel that I don't want this person back. But regardless, I just want to be better. I want to be better than yesterday. I want to be more successful. And, you know, that those are the kind of moments that I just fuel you. And I, it it just it literally just comes down to that decision. Like, yes. do you want this to make you or break you? And a lot of people yeah. choose break you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So that is something like, it's almost like just hearing you say that almost gives me goosebumps because, you know, I'm sure like, I mean, not even to put too much of my life out there. I mean, I, you know, a woman never says her age, but I don't really care. I'm 35. And I'm, I mean, throughout the years, I've had my boyfriends here and there and like all my other breakups, but that was one that really hit me. So like the breakups before, like I would just kind of like break up, I'd quote unquote heal, and then I would move on to the next kind of thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but with this one, like it hurts so deep that like, it's almost like my soul itself was saying like, please fix yourself first. You yeah. Know? Like, please mend you first before you move on. No, and, it, it, go ahead. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, it's just that was like how you were saying, like your focus was to fix you or do you like, there are so many times where it's like, I mean, how many friends have we had that like, you know, they break up the next week, they have a different person. Then they break up three weeks later, they have a different person. It's like, are you good? Like, are you sure you're good? You know, like, are you sure you're okay? <laughs> you know, and then with those, it's like the, the, the real truth of that answer is no, they're not okay. Because mm -hmm. they're trying, because they're, they're, they're putting something, they see something right in their face 
that they need to resolve, but they ended up sweeping it under the rug. And, you know, honestly, it, it took me a while. It, it took me a while to get to that point because like one girl I was infatuated with, we didn't date, but we definitely had that benefits. And, you know, I wanted, I wanted more and it didn't end up working. Right. So, um, and then there was another girl that I dated that didn't end up working, but in it, and, you know, I guess like the relationship that hit me the most, um, I think that one like triggered and it just hit me in the face. Like, yo, there is something that I know I did wrong. I, well, that let's just say after every breakup happens, you're, it's like the per the people that you break up with, it kind of shows it was like a meme, but it was, it was funny, but it was also true where after every breakup that you go through is kind of telling you where your mental illness is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um it was funny but there was so much truth to it because I looked back and I was just like damn you know I acted this way after the breakup I didn't handle this well I there was one girl I handled it really well because it didn't really affect me but with this one it hit it, it hit me with this one it really hit me but the next one didn't really hit me because of this one hit me the the most that the Mm -hmm. next one didn't really matter so I mean I don't even know what I was gonna ask about that whole thing but like when it comes to, you know, those breakups, it really does expose like where you are mentally. Yes. Oh my gosh. And like, not even just mentally, but more like mentally with yourself. Yeah. Because, you know, there was a, there's people out there that can't, they, they don't know how to be alone with themselves. No, they, they, they don't want to be alone. Like, and, 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 you know, that's, that's the hardest battle. That, that, that's actually one of the hardest battles. To yes, it really is because you have to learn how to love your peace, like your own peace. And it's so like, you know, what's actually ironically crazy too, is that relationship that I was in at that time. Um, we were, so I come from, like I said, a very family oriented family. So I obviously live with my family. After that, I, I lived with roommates, beyond roommates, beyond roommates, moved in and out of roommate houses. And then my my last roommates before that guy that I moved in with, um, they decided to both like just flee Florida and one moved to New York, the other one moved to Arizona. So I really didn't have a choice because I had never lived alone and I was terrified to live alone that I pretty much almost like forced living with him because I was scared to live alone. Right. And I remember thinking like somebody had told me like, please, before you ever get married, you should live alone because you need to learn how to love your space before someone invades it. And I remember thinking, like, go ahead. I remember, well, no, you're good. I remember thinking, like, you know, at the time, like, even being with him, like, I, I, in my eyes, I thought I was going to marry him. Clearly, I'm not. But I remember thinking, like, well, I guess I'm not going to ever live alone because I don't, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to leave him. But um, what was awesome was after leaving him, I was able to get my first apartment on my own, and with my boyfriend that I'm with now, it literally took a lot for me to even let him in at all. Like, I'm like, you're not disturbing my peace. This is my peace. So don't mess it up. <laughs> Do not you mess know, it up. You know, it's, and that was what I was going to mention. It's like, it's, it's so hard. Like, when you have really come to peace with yourself and you are in love with yourself, we love the peace that you have. It is really hard to really let someone, to let someone in and to be part of that. Because oh, yeah. you feel like someone's gonna mess it up, and trust me, as look, I, I, I have, 
I had trouble. I look, I I still have trouble with it to this day because I'm like, you plotting against me, and, and, then, <laughs> and, and that, and I know they're and, and that they're not, but it's just that I really enjoyed this piece. But it, it, at the end of the day, I know that one day I, I, there's someone that's going to be part of it, and it's going to end, and then they're going to be they're going to make the piece even more joyful. Oh yeah, but that hard. It's really really hard to let someone in and be part of that piece because when you've gotten so much of it of, on your own you're just like I don't know if I want to I want I want someone but I, I at the same time I don't <laughs> yeah it really was it was so like even like um it was funny because I had so many friends like I was so into myself because I was in my own business I had my own apartment for the first time and I was working so hard to like like, I guess you could say fall in love with myself first. I had um, one of, so as a hairdresser, you obviously have all your clients. And I don't know if you have, I'm, I think barbers do this too. I'm sure you talk a lot of stuff with your barbers, but like with my, with my clients, I always tell them like, they know my life, like they know about me, you know? So my one client told me like, listen, like just make sure you love yourself a hundred percent because you can't give another person a hundred percent if you can't even give yourself a hundred percent. And when she said that, it hurt, it it hurt because I was like, you know what? I haven't given myself 50%. Like I need to give myself 125%, 300% now. So that was something that like, I was so big on giving myself that percentage that like even trying to date, I was like, no, I'm not giving myself enough right now. Not right now. You know, and and, and I had a, I had another guest a few episodes ago, actually. And she said that we, we were talking about, you know, you know, when she goes into a salon, it's like a therapy session yeah. because you know, it's like with people you trust and care and, you know, they give the best advice <laughs> and it's the same thing for guys. Guys, we, we just go in and talk and, you know, it really is like home away from home. It is that place to where we can speak our mind and just, and, and, and just after our haircut, there's this huge burden, this huge weight that leaves off of our shoulder because we opened up and we talked. There's a problem that got solved. You know, I may have not solved it by myself. I couldn't solve it by myself because I didn't know. But these guys helped me out. I love that. So it, it, it's really interesting how, um, you know, going to salons and barbershops. I mean, it's, it's, it's like the best place if you're looking for uh, answers and uh, of course, you know, comedy because every barbershop. Every oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, Theo, let me ask you because, you know, you know you, you, you've overcome a lot and you created a six figure business. And you're, you're, you're doing well on your own, definitely. With, and especially with the, with the boyfriend that you <laughs> had struggles letting in. And I'm pretty sure there would be a lot of people that would, you know, want to learn a little bit more about you. How could people find you? They can find me on Instagram. Um, so it's at Fiorella. So I don't know. Um, it will. So how I, you're going to laugh when you see how I spell my name. So it's F as in Frank, I-O-R-E-L-L-A, and then Castro Hair. Um and then honestly, that's my best platform just because, you know, as a hairstylist, that's where we are always posting up all of our work. So I live for posting out my work of the day. So 
if you guys want to even pick my brain and want to know more about like me personally, like I'm all about it. Like I'm an open book. So whatever questions so you have, you let me know. You said Fiorella Castro hair hair. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure, you know, I don't know. Some people just don't listen and they just like type in the wrong things. Like, yo, I, I typed it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and it doesn't make it easy that my name is very complicated to spell. <laughs> I don't consider it complicated because honestly, you, you, you're not the only Fiorella that I know. Okay, um, <laughs> good. <laughs> okay, your name may not, I don't know, for some reason, I mean, it's unique. I like it. And you know, I, I just, I just know a lot more people, a lot more women named Fio Fiorella. So I was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> well, I love it. Whenever I find another Fiorella, I'm like, oh, we got, we got something in common. <laughs> we got the hard name. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? That's funny that you mentioned that because it's like me, it's like in San Diego. And like, if I find another Dominican, I was like, oh my God, there's another one here. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> so, oh my God, that's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it sounds you know, like you need to go to Jersey. <laughs> yo, I, I, I need to take my ass back to the East Coast. I need to, especially in the Boston area, so I can visit my fam over there as well. Cause uh, I haven't seen them in a while, especially in New York, and oh, yeah. of course my my, my aunt and uncle Jer- in Jersey, they're pastors, so um, they usually would come over. They usually come to uh, Southern California every summer, but you know, COVID happened. Aww. So, but uh, Fiorella, I really appreciate you for being on the show. Um, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. I hope you did as well. And ladies and gentlemen, if you guys find this episode valuable, I want you to drop a like if you can, drop a like, drop a comment, drop a like, drop a comment, drop a share if you can. <laughs> I'm all trying to say it. And of course, it is your man, Mr. Dominic Cruz, coming at you with another episode of How to Move On. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take it easy.